0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Doctor Justine Lee. And I'm a board-certified emergency critical care specialist and toxicologist. Thanks for joining us today. Today, we're going to be talking about plague. We'll be right back after these messages. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. When we put him on the Dynavite, he took right to it. All of these symptoms disappeared. Dynavite is nutrition. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. Something that he actually likes to eat. You need to put him on Dynavite. Dynavite for life. If you love your dog, you don't just want him healthy, you want him to be happy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to ER Vet on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Justine Lee, and today we're going to be talking about a really rare but potentially deadly disease named plague. Now you've probably heard of plague before. This is what killed half the population of the world back in the 14th century. And you're probably thinking, why in the world is she talking about this? Do dogs and cats actually get this? Well, two weeks ago in the emergency room, I had a cat come in that was a suspect patient for plague. I live in Minnesota where we rarely ever see this. So I wanted to talk about the potential, albeit rare, dangers of plague. First of all, what is plague? Plague is Yersinia pestis, a bacteria that's commonly carried by small rodents like mice, prairie dogs, or rats, ground squirrels, or even rabbits. Unfortunately, small rodents and rabbits not only can carry Yersinia, but they can also become affected by it. Prairie dogs are especially vulnerable to plague because they're so social, and outbreaks can decimate a population of prairie dogs. Now, this is a naturally occurring bacteria, and it survives due to their cycle between rodents and fleas. If you've read up on Black Plague, you're probably aware that it's from rodents and fleas. Plague is often found in upland forests and grasslands in rural to semi-rural areas of the Western part of the United States, especially the Southwest regions. That's why I was so shocked when we had a suspect plague case in Minnesota, but there have been reports of plague even in Minnesota. Now the most common times of the year when plague is prevalent is from May to October. And wherever you expect rodents to live is where you may potentially find Yersinia or plague. Very rarely, dogs, cats, and humans can be infected with plague through three main ways. The first way is by flea bites. This is the most common way that Yersinia, the bacteria, is transmitted. During plague outbreaks, for example, when prairie dogs are dying, the host dies and it causes fleas to abandon that source of blood. So they're going to jump off the prairie dogs and find other creatures. When dogs, cats, or humans visit places where rodents had recently died of plague or prairie dogs, they risk being exposed through flea bites. The second way that dogs, cats, and humans can be affected by plague is by exposure to contaminated fluid or tissue. Sadly, this is how veterinary staff are often exposed. We may have a patient that comes in and we become exposed to some of that tissue. Several years ago, back in 2012, a cat owner was actually exposed to plague after his cat bit him when he was trying to remove a partially eaten mouse from that cat's throat. This person sadly ended up developing a severe infection from plague and sadly even lost a few fingers due to Yersinia. Another cause for exposure may be due to hunting. If humans are hunting and they're skinning a rabbit or another infected animal, they can be exposed to plague. Now, If you've listened to ER vet episodes before, you know that I prefer cats to stay indoor, ideally. While it's rare, outdoor cats or cats that hunt are going to be more exposed to these rodents that potentially are infested with these fleas that carry Yersinia. So, is our dog or cat at risk? Well, it's really going to depend on where you live. I have colleagues who live in the four-corner area of the United States and who practice in Colorado, and they see plague a lot more than we do in Minnesota. So I always tell people, if you have pets and you live in the Southwest, you have a pet that's indoor-outdoor and likes to hunt, or you have a pet with a flea infestation or where they live in an environment where their pets are exposed to rodents, you are potentially at risk for plague. While keeping your dog and cat on flea and tick preventative is so important, most owners don't apply it for a long enough period of time. There was one study that came out in veterinary medicine and said that most pet owners only give three months of flea and tick medication a year. This is really, really dangerous. Even in Minnesota, where I live, I usually will start my flea and tick medication in March or April, and I don't stop it until there's a really hard frost. So, typically, October or November. So, in different areas, if you live in the Southwest, you really should have your dog and cat on flea and tick preventative year round. We're not doing this just to make money by selling you flea and tick medication. It is really to keep your pets safe and potentially you. We don't want those fleas to get into your household. And very rarely, we don't want those fleas that are carrying plague or Yersinia to expose you or your other pets. If you have a male cat that likes to roam, that likes to hunt, these are probably the most common cats that are more likely to get disease continue with this really important topic right after these messages from our sponsors. You've heard the saying, music soothes a savage beast, right? Well, it's true. If your fur baby is experiencing symptoms of stress and anxiety, such as dogs cowering in fear from fireworks or loud noises, destroying clothing or furniture, excessive barking or separation anxiety, then you want to check out Whole Tones. Whole Tones is a solution where you get a home speaker that you just plug in, and it's preloaded with over 50 minutes of specially composed original music. The Whole Tones solution provides total peace for your pet without any potential side effects of drugs and tranquilizers. Provide music to your pet while you're away at work. It's safe, effective, and guaranteed to work or your money back. Visit whole and use promo code VET, that's V-E-T, to receive $10 off. That's whole and promo code VET. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. 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 (laughs) PetLiferadio.com. to ER Vet on Pet Lake Radio. We've been talking about the really, really rare disease, plague. And this is from the bacterial infection, Yersinia pestis. We've been talking about how dogs, cats, and humans can be exposed to the bacteria plague by multiple ways. The first way, by flea bites. The second way, by exposure to contaminated fluid or tissue. And the third way is less common, but this is by infectious droplets. This one's not quite as common, but Aerosol transmission, in other words, by sneezing, can occur in someone who has plague pneumonia. Inhalational exposure can occur, and that results in something called pneumonic plague. While this is really rare, as it typically requires intimate exposure to a person with pneumonic plague for a long time, it can potentially result in human-to-human exposure. Pneumonic plague is the most severe form of plague. But again, it's the least common. It typically accounts for less than 14% of cases of plague. However, this form is a type that they think is part of terrorist chemical warfare. If pneumonic plague happens, the bacteria enters the lung and again results in a severe form of pneumonia. Typically, a patient will present with high fever, chest pain, coughing up blood or mucus, shortness of breath. And for people who don't receive immediate therapy, the death rate is almost 100%. So that's one of the reasons why we want to make sure our dog or cat isn't at risk. What are the signs of plagues in dogs and cats? Well, they can be a lot more subtle. It could be lethargy or weakness, not eating, progressing to complete anorexia, having a fever, having enlarged lymph nodes, having gastrointestinal signs like vomiting or diarrhea, presenting with dehydration. Having draining wounds where you're noticing pus or liquid coming out of the lymph nodes, having ocular discharge, discharge on the eyes, or progressive weight loss. When in doubt, if you notice any of these signs, you always want to get to your veterinarian or your ER vet immediately. More importantly, If you notice any of these signs in you, please contact your medical doctor immediately for medical attention. The sooner you notice a problem, the sooner plague can be treated with appropriate antibiotic therapy and supportive care. Lastly, I wanted to leave you with a couple of tips to help keep you safe from plague. Avoid hiking, camping, or biking in areas where there's large rodent or flea populations. If you do camp, hike, or bike, please make sure to wear long pants to prevent fleas from biting your ankles. You can even tape the bottom of your pants to make sure they don't crawl up your pants. Consider using flea powders, DEET, or pyrethrin sprays to prevent flea exposure while hiking, camping, or biking. I should note several years ago that there was an outbreak, of plague, because people were living in National Park Service campgrounds on mattresses where the mice were using the bedding to make nests. The third thing you can do to keep your pets safe is make sure your cat and dog are on effective flea and tick medications to help minimize exposure. If you live in an endemic area, again, the southwest or the western parts of the United States, and your pets roam outside, please avoid sleeping in bed with them so you're not exposed to fleas. The next thing you can do is minimize rodent habitats in your environment. Obviously, everyone wants to keep mice and rats out of the house, but removing clutter, junk, piles, wood piles right near your house to help prevent them from seeking shelter on your property. Lastly, wear gloves when handling potentially infected animals to prevent direct exposure to you. While Yersinia or plague is super, super rare, pet owners should be aware of this potentially life-threatening bacterial infection that can spread to humans. There's some great resources out there. You can go to the Center for Disease Control or the CDC website to look for more information on how you can keep yourself safe. Well, that brings us to the end of today's show. Find me at drjustinelee.com, on Facebook at Dr. Justine Lee, or email me your pet questions at drjustine at petliferadio.com. With that, we're out of time, and we want to thank Mark Winter, our producer, for making this show possible. See you at the next episode of ER Vet.